You're listening to the Scoop Podcast brought to you by SmartWire, connecting ag retailers, distributors, and manufacturers to drive business performance. And welcome to the Scoop Podcast. I'm editor of the Scoop, Margie Eckelkamp, joined today by Eric Eller. He is founder of Forefront Ag Solutions in Huntington, Indiana. Eric, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Margie. Pleasure to be here. It. I was just thinking, I was getting ready for our conversation today, and I was thinking, how did Eric and I first meet and get acquainted? And I couldn't remember. Can you? Oh, um, yeah. It, actually, you came to St. Louis. We met in St. Louis at a conference. Okay. Um, you had just taken over for a lady that was leaving. Okay. And I think we were starting to talk about the few times that Farm Journal did the the info. What was it? I can't, I can't remember the winter meetings we did in Indianapolis. Oh, the Ag Tech Expo. There, there we go. Ag Tech. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that is where we started to talk, you know, back. And I is think want to say like 2017 ish. That's wild. That's wild. Yeah. Okay. Well, make it known. Eric has a better memory than I do. Uh, so <laughs> part of your story that I think I would love for you to share a little bit more on is your career was on the machinery side of the ag right. business. And then you really got inspired or use your words here, but you saw technology, you saw how it worked with agronomy and you started Forefront Ag Solutions. So tell me just a little bit about that journey. So I can, I can even take you back a little farther than that, Margie. Um, you know, back in the late eighties, you know, when my uncle traded corn planters, uh, um, on the family farm, you know, we, the, the monitor then he had a row of blinking lights on the tractor. And, you know, obviously when the lights were blinking, something was wrong. Well, we traded uh, planters. Uh, and again, I can't remember the exact year, but I, it was before I graduated high school and I'm old. So it was in the mid to late eighties. Um, and, and that was, we got a computer track 100, you know, that was like, Man, it was it was like something out of the space shuttle, you know, type thing. And, and, and so, you know, while my uncle saw the value, you know, and, and seeing, you know, because it had seed tube sensors in it that counted the seeds. So while my uncle saw the value of understanding better population, better plant spacing and all that, he wanted zero to do with, you know, the, the technology. And so. You know, being in that age range, he's like, you learn this monitor, you set it up. And if something goes haywire, you're the one that's going to have to come and fix it. So, yeah. you know, that was kind of my first experience with understanding what's now become digital agriculture. And you know what, Margie, at, at 15, 16 years old, I was hooked, you know, and, you know, and then and then I go on down to Purdue uh, and, you know, halfway through Purdue, I get married. And so I'm spending in my entire seasons down there and, and started working for a grower outside of La the Lafayette area. And that's where I got to experience one of the very first yield monitors. Yeah. And again, driving the combine through the field, watching it, you know, it wasn't recording or anything like that, but just 
Marky, I'm telling you, at, at that stage, I was hooked. And so, you know, then my career, yeah, I spent some time in the seed business, the retail ag fertilizer business. Um, and yeah, I spent a lot of time working for a local uh, equipment dealer. And, and the one thing that I've noticed, you know, since the time I've graduated to now is there's a separation of technology that we have in the countryside. I mean, some guys get it, don't get me wrong, but there's still a lag on, you know, I mean, I just came from a conference and, and NASA's talking about all this really cool stuff. And I'm just going, yeah, but it's going to be 10, 15 years before the countryside understands how to use this and use it in a way to better profits and better the, the outcome for everybody. And so, you know, nine years ago, you know, again, I was, I was seeing this, you know, I was, I was selling gentlemen, new tractors, new combines, new sprayers, planters, you know, the monitors were coming along with it, but they were just getting the tip of the iceberg. Oh, my tractor can drive itself. That was, that was all they really wanted at that time. And, you know, now we start looking at what we have to us, you know, we can do multi-hybrids, we can do, you know, uh, we've increased our speed. So the technology, you know, as this has happened, you know, it, it, it is a slower adoption. But that's one thing that I was really passionate about is starting to understand this technology and, and how to make it agronomically, economically feasible for our customers to get benefit from it. Um, and, and I I, I still believe that, and there's still a, a, a huge mountain to climb, um, but I think more and more customers are starting to see the value of it and are wanting it. They don't necessarily, they, they want the answers, they just hate collecting the data to get the answers. Well, <laughs> it's had- the difference between <laughs> analytics and insights, right? And so Correct. how do you bridge yes. that gap? So Eric, so you've cre- you've created this consulting business. What type of services do you guys offer at Forefront Ag Solutions? So, uh, you know, we do some of the, the basic services like many other people do. You know, we do um, soil sampling. We do scouting. We, you know, we fly drones for scouting. Um, so, again, that's going back to bringing in the data. But then how do we use it? How do we analyze it? You know, how do we make it profitable? How do we make it actionable? Um, you know, so we, we really, in the last couple of years, really defined, you know, some of our core values as well. And we really focus around stuff like, you know, our, we have three circles. And if it does not fit in these three circles, Forefront doesn't do it. And, and this kind of came from the book uh, many years ago called Good to Great. Um, and, and so we're, we're basing a lot on that. Uh, but, you know, we look at, hey, the soil has three main properties. You know, we have the physical, the chemical, and the biological. And where those three circles meet, that is where you see guys posting pictures of their yield monitor on social media. You know, that's the wow factor when they're getting these ultra high yields. So yeah, our goal is to... Uh, really help guys get to that, you know, under, it's a system. It's not a, Oh, all you need to do is focus on the physical properties or, and when I say chemical, I'm meaning like, 
what are we getting from the soil samples? What are we getting from the tissue samples? You know, not, not, Hey, we're selling Roundup and atrazine and stuff like that. But when I look at the chemicals, I'm looking at the, like the periodic table of nutrients. And so how, how do we really balance a lot of those and, um, and move forward with that? And so, you know, a few years ago, we started bringing in some biologicals. I was working with a, a customer of ours uh, who was, you know, experimenting with them and we were helping them with the data. And so I had several years of seeing some of the data before I, I jumped on board with some biologicals and stimulants and, and, and understanding that part of the business. But and, and so, yeah, we continue to look at things, evaluate things um, and with the with the intentions of what is best for our customers how can i help them again economically and agronomically be better yeah. and, and so if it doesn't fit into those three circles that all go around our basic concept then we chase salespeople out the door pretty fast so eric in the services that you offer, you're really connecting the dots. You're correlating those in-field observations. You're collecting the data. You're distilling the insights. So what are those tools in the toolbox that you use? Yeah, that's a good question, Margie. Um, man, there's, there's just so many tools out there, but I really think it comes back to one of the biggest things is is some of our precision ag software that we use um am i allowed to say a name here yes you can okay so we are using fieldalytics from ever ag um and that tool uh, yes it, it does some of the things that we needed to do as far as you know soil sample tissue sample some things like that and collecting that it's my digital file cabinet but then at the end of the year you know, we can break up fields, you know, if a farmer does a, a spray strip, a nitrogen strip, you know, we can really take that yield. We, we create what they call a management zone around that area from the as applied data. And we can really pull that with then with just a few clicks of a mouse, we can do yield by management zone. So we're able to really pull out, hey, this pass that you did, here's the results from it. So once we do that, Margie, you know, so many times, you know, as growers, there's so much stuff thrown at them. Um, you know, a guy stops by and says, here, try this jug of stuff. It gets lost. This is allowing us to track it and to really go, hey, that jug of stuff was worth five bushel, was worth, you know, and now, and now not only that, Margie, but we can actually take it through using um, farm plan and really showing the profitability of those bushels and what's that doing to my ROI. Yeah. Um, you know, and beyond that, Margie, one of the things that, you know, we are running uh, a machine that is mapping our soils. We talked about the physical property. So we're mapping our physical properties. So now as I overlay that, uh, management zone of where somebody sprayed something or ran a different rate of nitrogen or something like that, I can actually see how that changes, not just in that strip to the strip next to it, but I can see how it changes 
changes in the physical properties of the soil. What's it do in higher CECs, higher organic matter soils? What's it do in my lower CECs, lower organic matter soils? So we're actually tracking some of that too, Marky. So not yeah. just in that, you know, 90 foot strip that the sprayer made. We're, we're breaking it down even into the, the smaller management zones and trying to understand what's that reaction between, you know, as we talked about the three circles, what's that reaction between all three of them and how do we balance that? All right, Eric, I want to talk about those data layers, but we are going to go to a message from our sponsor and then we'll be right back with Eric Eller. For today's industry spotlight, we are joined by John Brubaker. He is CEO and founder of SmartWire. John, we talk a lot about that connectivity through the supply chain. What kind of challenges are being experienced across manufacturers, distributors, and ag retailers today? Uh, Margie, we're finding that in many ways, these guys all have the same problem and that they're wanting to exchange valuable commercial information with each other in a secure way. Things like prices, uh, market incentive, transaction information. And surprisingly, the industry standard today is Microsoft Excel and stuff goes wrong. Impact of that is huge for the people who are doing the day-to-day -day work in our important industry. And how is SmartWire bringing a solution? Thanks for asking. We are a modern software and solutions company. So we are focused on serving exactly those folks in the ag supply chain, manufacturers, distributors, and retailers. We have cloud-based tools that business people can log into from their desktop and phone that helps standardize some of that information keep it safe, keep it protected, and allow businesses to share it out with their trading partners, people that they've been doing business with for five, 10, 20, 30 years in a way that cuts time, increases efficiency, helps people make a little bit more money, understand how much stock is in the shed, all that good stuff. All right, John, so if folks wanna learn more, how can they find out and connect with SmartWire? We love to talk to folks, so um, you can find us through the contact information on our website, www.smartwire.com, S-M-A-R-T-W-Y-R-E.com. Uh, um, you can get us on social media. Uh, I love to talk to customers and prospective customers directly. My last name is B-R-U-B-A-K-E-R. -E look to hear from you. Love to talk to you about these issues. Lots of good stuff happening. And that is John Brubaker, CEO and founder of SmartWire. Welcome back to The Scoop Podcast. I'm Margie Eckelkamp, editor of The Scoop, talking with Eric Eller. He's the founder of Forefront Ag Solutions. So Eric, you were sharing about data layers, right? Whether it's that Varus map, the drone imagery for scouting, the yield map as well. What would you share as far as data layers and what everybody should be collecting? <laughs> um, you know, th there's tons of information coming out and, um, you know, we can bog ourselves down with this technology and, and, and me included, but I am starting to really sort through and, and looking at some of the cream of the crop, Margie. And, um, you know, for example, I will tell you a meeting I had yesterday with the customer. Um, we had flown our drones and this is a customer we 
currently do not scout for. Um, but he called me and said, Hey, um, I need your help. I need your help. We need to go look at some fields. So a couple days earlier, I actually had some of my pilots in that area flying drones for some other customers. I'm like, Hey, uh, go ahead and do a couple extra passes because <laughs> I wanted that layer of information. So uh, sitting here with the grower, I took my iPhone, my iPad with me and we're talking. So we start heading to a field and I start pulling up a layer on my iPhone, Margie, of the drone imagery that we had taken. And surprisingly enough, what he had witnessed just kind of from the road you know, with some of the areas in red that the imagery picked up. And I said, hey, that's great that this, this is what you wanted to look at. I'm like, can, so we're in his side by side. And I'm like, hey, can we go back, you know, a little farther into the field? And, you know, so he had a, I know there's a little road that goes back into an L-shaped wooded area. And we saw some things back there, Margie, he didn't know was in his field. Um, I was able to bring that to his attention and he's like, how did you know that was back here? So I showed him, you know, my iPhone at that point. And I was like, Hey, I had some, you know, pilots here close. I knew I was coming out to talk with you. Um, so he started, he's like, so what other fields do you have? I'm like, we flew them all. We flew them all. And so we went back to his office. Cause I'll tell you what, it was, it was 96 degrees with the heat index of 102 yesterday. Oh, I know. So we, went, so we went back to his office, <laughs> you know, and, and he goes, I want to see all of them. And so we just sat there and we talked about it. And I was able to explain some things. And, and as he was looking at the map, he's like, oh, well, that's kind of a wet area. Um, and I'm like, oh, so like when we planted it, you know, maybe not everything emerged, you know, given the spring we had here in Northeast Indiana. So we just talked through the images and he's like, so how, how much, how much does this cost to get this for next year? Um, so he owns a restaurant. Uh, he's a dairy farmer. He, he, he doesn't have time. If, if, you know, time is not on his side is because of everything else he's doing. And so we talked through that. And, and if I would have just like taken that picture and, and emailed it to him, Margie, it, it wouldn't have really, meant as much to him as taking the time to sit down, explain it. And then he got an understanding of it. So, you know, as, as cool as all this technology is back to your point is um, it's still a business to business, face to face business. And having me able to explain it, you know, he's hooked on imagery now. Um, we've already picked up new customer for next year for our scouting program with trailblazing. Um, so, yeah, well, all that's neat and cool, but it's it's really helping guys understand and explaining some things. Um, you know, then yesterday afternoon, met with another new potential customer, um, just going over one of his soil tests that it, somebody else even took for him, you know, and just trying to understand the difference, you know, between some of the levels and, and the way I explained it. He goes, I've, he goes, I'm 62 years old and I've never heard that before. And, that's and awesome, so, Eric. I'm not saying we're doing anything different. We're just maybe a little different approach on trying to understand and, and again, balancing things out and not just throwing fertilizer out there. But I mean, his, his calcium and sulfur levels were low. 
let's throw some Jimson out there, which is calcium sulfate. And we can fix both of those, you know? And so, right. again, it, it's just being able to look at some things a little different. So I'm, I'm not sure if I fully answered that question. Um, well, you spurred two more, which is one. <laughs> I am remembering well, halfway through 2020, you and I were mm-hmm. talking on the phone. Yep. And you made a prediction. And I want to I wanna check it. Okay. But, and I liked the prediction. I endorsed it. Okay. Because yeah. I included okay. it in a story. But you said that the COVID pandemic and the, the precautions that people were taking as far as how much face-to-face interaction they had could right. very well be the end of USB drive data transfer from the combine. What yep. have you seen since then when it comes to wireless data transfer? Are you still taking USB sticks? Um, yes, I still have some customers with, I don't want to say older equipment, but maybe not the latest. I mean, we're still talking, you know, like, you know, 10 year old tractors, combine, stuff like that, that, yeah, they could spend the money and probably get a, a data port into it. Um, but for the most part, I would say a very large percentage of our customers are hooked on to some sort of telematic uh, system. There's, you know, multiple ones out there, you know, our software talks to all of them. So that's nice. So it, it, it is becoming more of the standard, um, but there's still some guys using some USB sticks. Yep. Now, the other question that I wanted to ask, and then we're going to go to a little bit of a lightning round, which is going to be a challenge for us. But anyway, <laughs> the last question, Okay, Eric, you and I often talk and you always take my phone calls. So thank you. But you and I often talk and you have big ideas. It was a big idea to start Forefront. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What would you share to other folks who have the entrepreneurial spirit? Or maybe they've got that little seed, that little bug that might might blow up into something big. Right, right. I mean, honestly, you know, when, you know, I left a very good paying job at a local dealership. I mean, we were we were living the American dream. There was no reason to change. Um, and there's days I look back and go, man, <laughs> that was silly. But overall, um, you know, my wife, Jennifer, and I, I mean, I mean, we talked about this a lot before we made this decision. And, and then we knew there was going to be some some bumps in the road. And, and there sure there has been for sure. Um, it's not all, you know, sunshine and cupcakes. But at the end of the day, um, you know, if, if you've got that spirit and that drive, um, man, I love being my own boss. And I say that. And, and most days it seems like I'm taking more orders from other people around than, than that. But uh, there's no greater, there's no greater purpose in life than building your family's legacy. Um, and, and that's what I feel like I'm doing here. You know, um, our son's 21 going on 22 and, and he's wanting to come into the business you know, and continue this down the road. Um, and, and, and I've not forced that on him because I've, I've told both my kids, I'm like, forefront is my dream, my vision. I want to help you chase yours. And, you know, for my son, this happens to be one of, he, he thinks this is pretty neat stuff. He loves flying drones. He likes the technology. Um, he wants to stay, you know, he wants to stay on the forefront of all this stuff. 
and um, just keep pushing on. So, you know, we're actually looking at some couple new things for 24 and into 25. So um, it won't change our core business. Um, it will actually just, you know, speed us up in the field from three to five days doing something to three to five minutes doing something. And, you know, they always say that time is money. Eric, you are never afraid to try things. That's why it's always great to talk to you. <laughs> I so appreciate you coming on the podcast. Now, I like to wrap up each interview with three kind of lightning round questions. Okay. Yeah. So these are supposed to be shorter to answer, but we'll see. What yep, happens. absolutely. <laughs> so Eric, <laughs> what is the number one app used on your phone? Uh, Field Analytics Mobile. Okay. Sorry, sorry, you asked. <laughs> I asked, what keeps you up at night? Making sure I'm doing the absolute best job I can for my customers. And Eric, so often in ag, we remember the year by the crop conditions. So yep. when we look back on 23, what are we going to remember? And, and I will only talk about, um, as far as crop conditions, I can only speak highly to Northeast Indiana. I can't, I can't tell you what's going on in Iowa, except for my friends out there that I see on social media. Um, you know, Northeast Indiana, we, we will remember it as the year we thought the drought was going to kill us. And then July hit. And now I think we're being drowned. There you go. Eric, <laughs> if folks want to keep up with you and the team at Forefront Ag, where can they find you online and on social media? Um, so our website is ForefrontAg.com. Social media is uh, Facebook is Forefront Ag Solutions. Twitter is at Eller Eric. So awesome. Eric, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you, Margie. So to all of our listeners, thank you for joining us. If you are listening to this on thedailyscoop.com, be sure to find us on your favorite podcast app. Just search the Scoop Podcast Farm Journal will pull up. Please go ahead and hit that subscribe button. And until we are back on the podcast together, I'm Margie Echelkamp, editor of The Scoop, and I wish you all a very safe and productive season. SmartWire helps farm input supply organizations become more profitable in the areas of incentives, price, and cost management. They provide software, data, and services that securely connect the industry with accurate, instantly available information. The SmartWire platform now catalogs data on more than 90,000 products, as well as 1 million plus trackable rebate and pricing combinations. SmartWire processes more than 10 million transactions annually with an uptime of 99.99%. You can learn more about SmartWire by visiting www.smartwire.com.